Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Best of me. And that's going up against... Makes me wanna pray. Hmm, two very uplifting songs the track wheel has chosen here on Christina Aguilera Track Battle, and I like to uplift all of you listening. So let's try it in full force here. On with the first track, let's first start talking about Best of Me. So, Best of Me was released in 2012 as part of the album Lotus, where it appears as the penultimate track on the standard version of the track list, which is track 12. Of course, we know there was a deluxe version with a few extra tracks uh, that were released, but on the standard version, we had the 13 tracks, um, and Best of Me appeared as track number 12. Um, so, this song was written by Christina, Alex DeKid, Jason D'Azuzio, and Candice Pillay, and it was produced by Alex DeKid and Jason D'Azuzio. Alex DeKid, obviously a name we've heard before, um, has produced a number of tracks on Lotus um, and has worked very closely with Christina on that album. There was also some additional vocal production by Christina and Candice Pillay. And Best of Me is this sort of very, um, it's like a very atmospheric power ballad. It starts off very ethereal, very sort of lots of reverbs, lots of echoes, um, but it's also got a hint of acoustic thrown in there. So I quite like that fusion. Um, and then after the second verse, uh, the pace sort of picks up and these almost military like drums, like army like drums come into it and it turns into this sort of warrior army uplifting anthem um and there's quite a lot of that in lotus um you know sort of woven through um uplifting warrior army like it's all very sort of woven through a few of the songs um if you listen to the album from start to finish um and best of me being towards the end of the track list and me being someone who listens to albums from start to finish as sort of a body of work um best of me actually sort of really ties up the themes and subjects that transcend through the album um you know stuff like about being strong in the face of adversity some of the sounds explored as well you know the military army sound um we get in ceasefire um and also sort of the ethereal atmospheric qualities in songs like the lotus intro um and then you know the subject matter army of me um you know very much about being a warrior and being strong um and and that actually very much does transcend through through the album of course you know we've got our fun bops in there around the world your body let there be love um but you know, essentially, Lotus, as as she has said, um, you know, is the album that is supposed to be sort of showing the 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 try the true the tried the trusted um, what she says unbreakable flowers, um, you know that 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 sort of be rising up in the face of all the the backlash and all of the sort of the adversity that's going against you, um, best of me in particular, um, you know, it it sort of is a song um, about 
I would say it's, it's sort of like a failed relationship. Um, and then also it ties that in with how it's not letting that knock you down. Um, but, you know, alternatively, the meaning could be the sort of final swan song message to the, the backlash creators um, and haters, you know, listening to the album from start to finish. You know, no matter what you say, no matter what hate you continue to create, what you continue to write about me, she's in control of her own fate and destiny. Nothing will bring her down. No matter what you may be going through, you will always come out the end stronger, wiser, and will rise up like a lotus. Rise, this is the beginning. Um, so, you know, essentially, it's it's sort of that last message, if you listen to the track list from start to finish, because, of course, the end is just a fool, which we know what that song is about. Um, but this is one of those um, songs which sort of ties that message together. And it's, it's very, very beautiful, um, you know, with all of the, the ethereal sounds, like I said. Um, and you know, like Lotus is an album about rebirth. It's about rising above, staying true in the face of life and its obstacles. You know, there was a massive backlash against her following the release of Bionic um, a few years before. This whole comparison saga to other select female artists, general hate in the media, you know, all these rumors and cruel comments in the media about her weight, her image, behavior. Um, you know, the album as a whole feels like it's an answer to that. You know, she has she's had lots of backlash in her career, but you know, in twenty twelve and before, um, you know, it just felt like it was completely magnified. Um, I don't know if that was because of the rise of social media. I don't know if that was because, you know, more people had things to say. There were more artists. There's more competition now. Um, but she has just continued through and carried on. And you know, her name itself. She's a legacy artist. She is an icon and um no you know she will continue to release music and people will know Christina Aguilera the voice the one of the best voices of this generation and and it's good that she has sort of powered through that and she's been very very strong um but Lotus itself and you know best of me very much an answer to to all of that backlash um it was also released at a time where she was just sort of feeling I suppose a little lost, you know, as we now know from when she alluded this, um, when she was talking about things in the lead up to the release of Liberation in 2018, six years later. Um, you know, it's nice to see that the message she wanted to convey with the album um, and songs like Best of Me was not lost because, you know, she is a message girl and I really admire her for that because it's like her artistic way of putting out a comment or a statement about the whole issue and then she just moves on from it and then that's it. Um, and then, um, you know, we don't, we, you know, we don't really hear her speak a lot about Lotus as an album. She's spoken a lot about Bionic and how it was sort of ahead of its time and everything like that. But Lotus was sort of just put out there and then she has sort of carried on with it. And you know, she doesn't specifically say Lotus was released at a time where she was going through quite a bit and, you know, she was lost her mojo and everything like that. You know, that's sort of very much alluded to. She has alluded to that, but you know, as fans, we are very good at coming up with ideas and theories and and trying to convey them to each other. And and that's I, I agree with that to be fair. Um so let's look at favourite parts and favourite lyrics. Um my favourite part of Best of Me. Um I mean there's a couple of parts. I mean, shout out to when the military like drums come in. Um I do like that because, you know, the warrior, the army is very, very uplifting. Um but for me, 
um, the best part is after the mid late, the now I won't let you bring me down line. Uh, we get this sort of epic reverb and echo on her, vo on her vocals. And then we have this spoken word section, uh, knocked down and defeated, I will rise undefeated. Um, you all know I'm a sucker for a spoken word section in a song, you know, especially here when it adds to the message. She sounds so defiant, she sounds super strong. And, you know, like I said, it is this sort of swan song message um and it is it, it just adds very much to the whole thing here and it's great um my favorite lyric um think i'm steel tough as nails never feel never fail but you're wrong so damn wrong so it's the beginning of the song here it's really nice to hear that it's okay to not always be strong um on the face of things it's so easy to act like you have everything together sometimes and you know, if anything this album has taught me, it's okay to embrace whatever emotion it is you're going through, be it happy, sad, anger, bitterness. You know, it's it's just something that you have to embrace sometimes and you just have to let it sort of wash over you and your mind and just let yourself process the emotion because it's when we start to stop it or start to bottle up our emotions, no matter what we're feeling, that's when we'll get ourselves into trouble. Um, but sort of by embracing this, we can learn lots about ourselves as people. Um, always learning something about myself every day. And, you know, it, it's something like this. By embracing your emotions rather than stopping your emotions, it will help you uplift yourself and help you rise up to be ultimately the best version of yourself. And that's essentially what Lotus is for me as a fan. Um, by embracing all of the different brush strokes of your life, all the different colours of emotions that you can feel and just saying that it's okay sometimes to be a bit angry, it's okay sometimes to feel like you want to shut down but providing that you process it and let your brain just deal with it, you will come out stronger on the other side and um, Lotus very much says that to me and that's what it speaks to me about unbreakable flowers forever <laughs> so I just I really do you know have a soft spot for Lotus I know a lot of fans do think is sort of uh, that as the question mark of her career but um you know Lotus for me is one of those albums I will put on and it will just help me feel good and you know make me dance and and it's just one of those albums that just makes you feel happy and makes you know that you are a strong person so before we get far too deep, let's move on to the song that Best of Me is up against, which is Makes Me Wanna Pray. So Makes Me Wanna Pray um, is track number two um, from the first disc of Back to Basics released in 2006. Um, and obviously when I say track two, it's also the first full length track following track one being the intro of Back to Basics. Um, and we know the intro is very much a, it sort of builds up um, and then there's sort of this big band start and, um, you know, and then there's this person saying that's how music should sound, which is absolutely iconic. We hear Christina singing about the artist that she is very much inspired about and what she is going to be whole, this whole album is being paid tribute to. Um, and so she's saying, I, I stand today in tribute I do pay to those before me who laid it down and paved the way. And then we go straight into Makes Me Wanna Pray. Um, so this song features Steve Winwood. Um, like many of the tracks on the first disc of the album, there's an incorporation of a sample. Um, the first disc of Back to Basics being 
um, a modern day twist on the 20s, 30s, 40s jazz music that Christina is inspired by. And so Makes Me Wanna Pray uses a sample um, and of course incorporates the sample throughout the song from the song Glad uh, by the band Traffic, um, which Steve Winwood was a member of. Um, and Traffic were this sort of, they're like a jam band, like progressive rock band um, from Birmingham in the UK um, and very much active in the 70s. But they incorporate a, a lot of sort of blues and jazz influences in their music. So, you know, even though they're not from the 20s, 30s, 40s, era um they were very heavily inspired and used a lot of sounds um and incorporated a lot of that stuff into their work um even though they were around in the 70s and steve winwood um is a very prolific name in the world of blues uh, it's amazing 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 that he's on this album he's inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame he's on the rolling stones 100 greatest singers of all time list along with christina who's also on that list as well um has had many awards for his writing and composing you know very very talented man and steve is actually here replaying some of the sample in terms of the piano line that you hear going through through the song so therefore contributing to the track itself directly getting a feature on there um and then also the original sample is in there as well um you know it's very it's quite layered in there and and i quite like that uh, you know she's not just taken a sample of the song and um the producers haven't just taken a sample of the song and just repeated it again and again we've got multiple layers to it um which is absolutely great um makes me want to pray the song itself originally was going to be called just pray when sort of the early leaks of the track list were happening of Back to Basics, there was a track on there called Pray. Um, you know, not when it, so in early on, people didn't think it was going to be a double disc album. Um, you know, all the rumors that fly around, um, and then Pray was on all of those track lists. Um, so of course, it turned into Makes Me Wanna Pray, uh, which I like actually because the the wanna it, it's uh, it's it just rolls off the tongue very well. Um, so the song itself was written by Christina, Cara Diagardi, Rich Harrison, and Steve Winwood, and it was produced by Rich Harrison with vocal production by Christina. Um, Rich Harrison, uh, if you're a pop music fan, is a name that you may have heard of. He is very well known for producing the songs Get Right by Jennifer Lopez, One Thing by A. Marie, and Crazy in Love by Beyonce. You know, these big brassy pop hits. It's kind of like his signature sound. And of course, Crazy in Love by Beyonce is the song that catapulted her from girl band member to solo pop star um and um you know this sound that he has with you know the horns it's fantastic really really good and sort of right up back to basic street um but makes me want to pray is not very much like those songs at all it's full-on gospel and it's just unbridled joy it's just so happy and so uplifting you know there's a gospel choir in there supporting christina um and we've got this fantastic fantastic song she's taken us to church um lyrically the song is about christina regaining faith now that she's in love um of course we know the majority of the songs on back to basics are dedicated to her then husband jordan bratman um as this album was written very during the process of their marriage and after their marriage you know she's thanking him for restoring her faith um using sort of religious images to show how much love she's feeling for her new man in her life and 
and how Jordan's made her feel more secure and more aware that there is a greater good and the powers that be above have made sort of their paths cross and they're able to start this journey together of married life and being in love. Um, you know, it's very thematic of the artists and sounds she's paying tribute to on Back to Basics. You know, old blues, soul and jazz records, you do have songs that touch on subjects like religious um, imagery and God, etc. And they create or use this imagery. Um, and I suppose um, Christina's extended this as well a little bit on other songs uh, on Back to Basics, like Mercy on Me, which is on the second disc. Um, you know, there's a very, very heavy um, subject of, um, you know, being um, confessing and, um, you know, confessing to God. Um, so, you know, very much um, is sort of uh, weaving in through and out of Back to Basics. Um, let's talk about favourite lyrics and favourite parts. Um, my favourite lyric is, I got it bad in a serious way. Um, that's a really good one to me because it's just sort of feeling like it's throwing it back. You know, the way that it says, I got it bad, is very much in the vein of old blue songwriting to me. Um, another very good lyric is, is this really me in the mirror I see staring back at me? Could it be? Um, a reflection, a new reflection of a woman complete. Um, I mean, I like that, is this really me? Ha, I like the ha after that classic Christina um but a very long time ago she sang who is this girl I see staring straight back at me when will my reflection show who I am inside you know on reflection um it's so nice to hear sort of that hark back to that and have this reference to reflections changing developing as a person you know I love a meta reference it's absolutely brilliant um my favorite part has to be the middle eight where we have this toing and throwing between Christina and her backing gospel choir um the where will I be where will I be without you by my side but we have this we have the choir singing the words pray again and again um it just exudes such joy and it really just lifts you up and puts a massive grin on your face and for me great music will always evoke emotion be it a sad song will make you cry a happy song will make you smile and dance and jump around like a loon um and this is one of those songs she's performed this song a lot live um very much during the promotion of back to basics but even after the album's era was over and done with um during the promotion she performed it on the Ellen show she did it on Clive Davis's Grammy party um but it was also very much a staple on the back to basics tour which opened this sort of duke joint segment which is really cool I really love the intro with the way the backing singers freestyle and sort of build it all up um and really sort of let it rip with their ad-libs and then the dancers come out and then the intro is very much extended in terms of the instrumental and um they have a um the dancers coming out like in partners um shout out to one of her dancers tiana here uh with this sort of epic running man like move that she does it's just so fabulous and her hair is just brilliant please watch the dvd please watch back to basics live and down under if you haven't seen the performance uh the way that the song just opens live um and it just it breathes it's brilliant absolutely brilliant and the song is very much extended um you know on on the album um we can see how long the song is and then the, the live version is definitely a few minutes longer because of all this extension of the instrumental and all these different parts in the in the song um and then of course after the dancers come out back to the live performance uh, Christina arises from the floor on top of a piano and just has this most epic ad-lib to start the song it's just wow flooring absolutely brilliant um and then also the outro of the song is extended we've got this pray pray section um and then Christina just 
like silences everything and ends the song with this massive big band finish and a run which just slays that run she was sort of changing every night on the tour um, and there's some some nights where you know fans have, have filmed the the the, the the performance and put it on youtube um some nights that are very much preferred by fans um where the runs are just absolutely epic and it just it just slays it's brilliant um she has performed this song a lot more recently she's done it at the jazz heritage festival uh when she did that a few years ago and it's also been incorporating it into the church segment um in her vegas residency um uh, the experience and also on the x x tour um there's this sort of hallelujah hallelujah section and then they start singing the pray pray bit um and and, and that's basically it there's not sort of like any other part of the song um but um it's just the basically the chorus but it's nice to see that she is sort of paying nod to um an album track on on back to basics and it's not just you know the greatest hits um but you know it's definitely a song that wasn't going to be a single but it, it i can see why it has been performed so much because it showcases a very different side to christina we hadn't really seen her fully embraced gospel before you know we saw it in very brief sort of doses on stripped um you know, think songs like Saw and Keep On Singing My Song. Um, but it was very much just elements of it. And this is like full on gospel, very much different side, very much a different genre to fully sink her teeth into. And as we know, she sounds home at home on any genre. Her voice is so voice-genic um, and she just really makes it work. And what a great song. So we've heard about Best of Me and we've heard about Makes Me Wanna Pray, but there can only be one winner. So let's get that drum roll, please. And the winner is. Makes me wanna pray. Super congratulations to Makes Me Wanna Pray. Um, I mean, it's so joyful, it's vocally amazing, 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 amazing. And uh, you know, she showcases her vocals to like platinum tier here. And it's such a tune showcasing just amazing talent, amazing playing with genre. And I'm off to join a gospel choir now. <laughs> so the next episode will be uplifting even further um, with another song that is going to be chosen, uh, but it's going to be up against something a little bit down tempo and very deep, so. Hmm, which songs are they? You'll have to find out. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your streaming platform. Leave comments and reviews. Um, check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Extina Track Battle. Hit me up on there. I love getting your messages and listening and reading about how much you love this podcast and what you have thoughts about it. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, but thank you again so much for listening. I'm going to go and look for that gospel choir now. Ta-ta! Ta-ta! <laughs>